Hello, and welcome to the Zolotech Podcast. It's been years since I've actually released a podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your podcasts, and I thought we'd revisit that as many of you have asked me for an audio version of what I'm recording on YouTube. And so I thought we'd start with the weekly Apple News update that I typically record every single Monday and release on my YouTube channel. So we'll cover similar content here, maybe go a little bit more in depth, but thought I'd just give you a separate place to actually listen if you'd like to do that. And so this is your news update for the week of December 4th, 2022. Apple Card is planning to get some updates with the savings account feature and payment options. The Apple Card savings account was actually supposed to launch with iOS 16.1 and was featured in the release notes that Apple had when you went to software update. However, Apple delayed it that same day when iOS 16.1 released. But recent Apple Card customer agreement updates now include the savings account feature, so we can expect that feature along with some payment options very soon, maybe with the release of iOS 16.2. And if you're still thinking of maybe getting an Apple Card, Right now, Apple is offering 5% cash back on Apple products if you sign up for an Apple card. So if you sign up right now and purchase anything up until the 25th of December, you can get up to 5% cash back. So if you don't have an Apple card yet, you'll be able to use it for that. Unfortunately, that 5% back doesn't appear to be for everyone, seems to be just for new customers. So it looks like we'll still only get 3% back if you're just a typical Apple Card user that's had it for years. Now, if you're using a car key on your Apple wallet, Apple this week announced along with Google that it could share directly to Google Pixel users. So currently BMW, Kia, and Hyundai actually support this feature. So you can set up your phone using it and using that as your direct car key and just walk up to the car. Some other cars have similar features, but you have to have their app. This is actually built right into Apple Wallet. So now you'll be able to also share that with Google Pixel users. Apple continues to face delays with the iPhone 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max, where there's different supply chain struggles throughout the world and mostly in China where they've actually had a lot of lockdowns recently. In a recent article by Wall Street Journal, Apple has actually recently accelerated plans to expand production outside of China. It means mostly moving production to India and Vietnam, where Apple already assembles products such as the HomePod. And the current delay seems to be all the way back to about December 28th if you order one today. Now, you may be able to get one through a different carrier, but currently if you buy through Apple, it's going to be at least three weeks until you get your phone. So unfortunately, you wouldn't have it in time for Christmas, but it's currently difficult to get thanks to those supply chain constraints. However, the current Foxconn factory in China producing iPhones still may not resume full production until late December or early January. So again, pushing back the delays even further. So depending on how many people actually order these, it could take even a month to get the iPhone at this point. Now, Apple gets many of its chips from TSMC. They're the ones that supply Apple Silicon. They have the processes in place to actually create all of those chips. And they have a new plant in Arizona that they're working on and another one that they're building next to it. And apparently it's going to be in full production by 2024 for Apple, making four nanometer chips. So by the time they're online, hopefully within a couple years, fully running at full capacity, it should help with supply constraints around the world. But again, that's a few years off. Now, if you know about the new emergency SOS feature, that's actually saved someone in Alaska for the first time ever recorded. 
a snowmobiler was able to reach out for help using satellites where no signal was available. So the feature is already working and I'm sure there's other instances that just haven't been recorded yet or known publicly. So it's great to actually have that feature. But a recent feature that we have on iPhone 14 models as well is crash detection and crash detection was earlier set off by roller coasters and now is apparently being set off by skiers. So that's triggering the feature. However, with a recent iOS 16.1.2 update, that was probably not installed on their phones as that should optimize some of that crash detection algorithm. So whether or not that would fix the problem, it's hard to say, but we'd have to wait and see in the future. I've long talked about how I actually use a password manager, not just Apple's keychain, so that I can use it across multiple devices and multiple operating systems. LastPass is one I used in the past. I don't currently use that, but they were hacked this past week for the second time this year. According to a press release from them, they said they recently detected unusual activity within a third-party cloud storage service. It's currently shared by both LastPass and its affiliate GoTo. We immediately launched an investigation, engaged Mandiant, a leading security firm, and alerted law enforcement. We have determined that an unauthorized party using information obtained in the August 2022 incident was able to gain access to certain elements of our customers' information. Our customers' passwords remain safely encrypted due to LastPass's zero-knowledge architecture. So there is some security there, but they could have gained some information about who the customer is. So it's just something I, I thought I'd inform you with. I currently use 1Password myself, and I'm always up to trying different things, but they've recently updated things to even help you remember which login you used, whether that be Google, Facebook, Apple, or other services. So I'll link in the show notes a free trial and a discount on 1Password if you'd like to try it out. Now, if you use Apple's Mail app, on Thursday and Friday of last week, Apple actually had an outage with it that affected some users' ability to access mail. Apple actually ended up resolving it on Friday, but wanted to make sure you were aware, since many people messaged me saying they had the issue, it was a known issue and should be fixed at this point. Google this past week again condemned Apple in a blog post for not supporting RCS messages. SMS and MMS have been around for a while, but with the latest RCS standard messages, it could be much more secure and have many more features. Google continues to urge and condemn Apple for not implementing it, and implementing RCS would not change iMessage at all. So I personally would like to see this change, see them update this, make things more consistent, and just more secure across all apps. I know Apple really wants to push iMessage and the little blue bubbles and how they're different, but I think they should at least update the MMS side of the messaging app to RCS. Now there's a couple different iMacs that are now obsolete, and those are the 2013 and 2014 iMacs according to Apple. Those are just no longer supported as they're sort of aged out of overall support. The same is true with the Apple Watch Series 2, which is now marked as vintage. That still may get security updates, but they mark it as vintage, just like the Series 1 Apple Watch. So maybe next year or the year after, they'll mark the Series 3 as vintage. Apple this past week released iOS 16.1.2 to the public. It improved compatibility with wireless carriers and also optimized crash detection on iPhone 14 and 14 Pro models, as I mentioned earlier. They still haven't updated their security website saying what they've fixed though, so we're still waiting for that. We also had the release of iOS 16.2 Beta 4 that brought a few more features and updates and changes, and I have videos about that on my YouTube channel covering that in detail. Now, as far as the next update, I would expect iOS 16.2 RC to release probably 
as soon as Tuesday the 6th, or maybe by the time you're listening to this, it would actually already be out. But we can expect that that's the release candidate, meaning it's the final version that releases to the public before it's actually released to the public. So they release it to developers and public beta testers first, then probably on the 12th, we'll have the final release. So at least at the time of this recording, it'd be a week away. But by the time you're listening to this, it could be already out. That brings about 30 little changes and updates, some major, such as Freeform, some pretty minor with just different icon changes. But it'll be a nice update and hopefully resolve many of the bugs we've been experiencing with iOS 16. Now, as far as rumors and future updates, well, we keep hearing more and more about iPhone 15. Apple has to get ready to finalize components for production, which takes months to set up with the production lines and factories so that they can start producing millions by the time September rolls around and they have their event and then launch to the public. So the designs are typically finalized about three years in advance, and then they have to finalize things over that time to get production up and running. Recent information says the iPhone 15's camera sensor will feature Sony's state-of-the-art sensor made for phones, according to Nikkei Asia. That sensor is said to be able to capture more light and handle exposure better, which would help photos overall with not just regular photos, but also night modes since it can capture more light. Apple continues to update their cameras and the 48 megapixel camera in the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max is quite good as far as the overall resolution, but does have some processing issues that it seems to have after you take the photo. Hopefully that will be resolved in the future, but they don't look exactly like they should when you take the photo. I wish there was an option to turn off that processing, but that's something that we're seeing and we should see an even better camera with the iPhone 15. As far as the Mac, we still have yet to see the new M2 Pro, M2 Max, and M2 Ultra chipsets. However, recent benchmarks leaked online from Geekbench from a Twitter user named Shrimp Apple Pro. He leaked that the single core scored 1,853 and multi-core was 13,855. That's a slight increase from the M1 Max from a Mac Studio of 12,333. So we can expect incremental bumps this year, but that doesn't tell the whole story, and we'll have to wait for Apple to actually release those so we can see what the true advantage of them is, such as what they did with the M2 chipset with different processors for ProRes and more. So with encoding, different changes, maybe some improvements there that we can't see with Geekbench. We've been hearing about Apple's upcoming AR or VR headset for quite some time. We've heard about this for years, just like we did with the Apple Watch before it released and even the iPhone many years ago. According to Mark Gurman, Apple has changed the name of the OS for the upcoming headset. For a long time, we saw an iOS 16 code referenced as Reality OS. However, it's now apparently going to be called XROS or 10ROS. We don't really know, but it's XROS sort of encompassing AR, VR, and maybe mixed reality altogether. So it's sort of a catch-all name for that. Whether or not that's the final name is hard to say, but that's something that apparently is going to be changed according to Mark Gurman. Now, the headset was once expected to be shown in January at an Apple event, and it may be delayed, according to Kuoming Chi. That could be until the second half of the year. Now, we could still see it in January, but at this point, it looks like they're delaying it due to software-related issues. My take on this is it would make more sense for Apple to introduce it at WWDC in June when they introduce maybe iOS 17 and all of those different operating system updates, and then maybe ship it later in the year as it would give time for developers to create apps and games for the new headset. So maybe we'll see it in January or maybe we'll see it in June and then have it launch later on. However, Apple has in the past canceled things last minute. 
And so that's all of the news for this past week. I covered a few more things on the YouTube video, but in general, that's everything there is to talk about. So hopefully you enjoyed this version of the podcast. I thought we'd do something a little bit different. And if you'd like to hear more about this, let me know on the YouTube channel, or you can follow me on Twitter and just let me know there that you enjoyed this. I thought I'd just try something that I haven't really heard other people do. So let me know if you enjoyed it. If you'd like to see something different, have guests and more and continue doing this in the future. As always, thanks for listening. This is Aaron. I'll see you next time.